Hello everyone and welcome to this installment of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my good friend Burridge. Yes, hello, that is me. I hope you're all having a poggers day. In uh, this we episode we will be covering Twitter. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute, we never changed that line. We'll be covering Twitter. We'll be, co <laughs> we'll we'll be covering Twitter. Twitter, Pokemon, all sorts of drama has been going on. Yeah. And some like uh, 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 other stuff as well. It's the usual nonsense. Don't worry about it, kids. Usual, usual, usual nonsense. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't he prime minister? Wait, no. Uh, that was, well, <laughs> no. That was Johnson, not nonsense. Yeah, Johnson. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's jump right in. Twitter turmoil. Well, if if anyone listening has been anywhere near the internet. In the past few weeks, you will have seen the absolute nightmare of the former hell site of Twitter. Somehow, the hell site has got worse. Didn't know it was possible, much, but it has. Much worse. <laughs> so last episode, we covered the purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk at long last. We've only been reporting on it for six months. Uh, <laughs> and it has got worse. He has fired so many staff. Uh, he managed to get all the staff locked out. Um, more and more people are leaving. He keeps reinstating banned accounts because free speech is valid again. The thing is, it's freedom of speech, not freedom from consequences for your speech. Yes. <laughs> you can absolutely say whatever you like, whether that is right or wrong. But you shouldn't be free from consequences of saying uh, or doing bad things. Punching you in the face for being a being a bit of a <laughs> I love that button. I can't wait to have it bound to a thing on a stream deck. The nice thing point. is, if you swear now, you're censoring yourself. I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have to go through and and censor me calling any <laughs> <laughs> It works. It works. It does. And it's a darn sight cheaper than a Go XLR. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, yeah, so there was like a sort of thing about um, Elon Musk putting out a deadline for something at Twitter. I don't know what it is. Oh, um, so if I remember correctly, he put an email out being like, right, then Twitter 2.0, you're going to have to work really long hours, effectively crunch. You know, oh, yeah. that thing. But permanent. But permanent crunch. Permanent crunch. Um, at that point, it's just lunch. And, and for anyone who doesn't agree to crunch, Basically, we'll pay you three months severance pay off your trot. With the uh, E. Yeah. Um, the only reason he's having to pay severance pay is because Twitter's headquartered in uh, California. Yeah. I think he's already looking at moving the headquarters to Texas, where there's, like, no regulations. That that would... Uh, you're, you're, you're here and you're hyped for... Uh, see, I won't be watching the World Cup, because that would be uh, supporting... So, yeah. So no, thank we you. We do not like Qatar, no, and that's you. freedom of speech. That's freedom of speech. Yeah, the freedom from consequences would mean I could say that in Qatar and not get definitely not brutally murdered. But but it's okay, Tiff. You're you're welcome to watch uh, terrible bands. You can watch other in terrible countries sport. for a terrible sport. That that is your freedom. <laughs> I, I would watch the World Cup if it wasn't held where it was. I mean, I was saying that, like, F1 today was in Saudi Arabia, so it's all a bit 
all a bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's never going to get old. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's good features. Good features. I, I'm going to have to keep paying the subscription for this software. Yes, you are. <laughs> <sighs> uh, to be fair, though, uh, hopefully making money soon. So <laughs> either that, or you can use the donate link below to send Tom four pound fifty a month so he can <laughs> pay for roads <laughs> software. <laughs> Uh, podcast um, users, you probably don't have a donate button. Uh, no, but there's... Uh, go to our forums and support us. Media, and there's a thing somewhere on the website. I don't know where. I don't look. I just post my song of the week. Yeah. Don't know what it's going to be this week. I'll find out later when I get the notification and think, ah, damn, I have to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let me just have a quick, quick look. A lot of people have been jumping ship to Mastodon, obviously. Do, do you know um, what Mastodon interests me because it's a fed. So I learned a bit more about it. It's a federation of like servers. The United Federation of Planets. Yeah. So it's, no, it, it's like not worth it. it. It's like it's it's all different servers, and it's all open source and whatnot. But the whole idea is it's not ran by one company. So okay, yeah, even if like... you're on a different server, you can still talk to people who are on other servers as long as they've got it's this. It's like hosting your own Minecraft server. In a way, yes. Um, but they're federated. So if you have your server set up as a federated server, it can you can make your account on that server but talk to other accounts on other servers, and it's all right, interconnected. So... So it's like running multiple machines for multiple yeah. worlds and having waterfall yeah. in between yeah. them. Yeah, yes, effectively. Um, and it also allows for... It runs smoother than waterfall. It, it also has a YouTube... Not quite a clone, but it has a YouTube variant. has an Instagram variant. Mastodon being the Twitter variant. They've got a variant for Facebook. So you can have all these social platforms, including YouTubes, but not YouTube... Um, Again, open source under an open source federated system um it'd be great if more people used it i think it has a couple of million users overall but yeah compared to what you get with the mainstream but it's basically what the web was meant to be the web was meant to be like this whole federated system where things all interconnected and whatnot not just owned yeah. by one big rich person which is the way things go these days. Exhibit A, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of Twitter, um, Twitter has lost another executive after Donald Trump's account gets restored. It's not clear whether that is the thing that made them leave, but it's pretty bad. Also, Jordan Peterson's back, so yay. Yep. If you're a terrible person. Donald Trump has um, been reinstated after a Twitter poll. <laughs> Twitter's copyright strike system is apparently broken, with one user posting the entirety of the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift in two-minute clips across 50 tweets. I saw that! I saw that! It was so good! <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Hold on, there's, there's a link here. I'm going to just start watching Fast and Furious. Burge, this is your podcast now. Oh, Ooh. wonderful. Yeah, no, no <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember showing it to Jess. It was so good. We didn't watch this it This tweet all, is but... from a suspended account. Yeah. Oh, I see, Elon. So, uh, hmm. Can't, can't. Oh, freedom of speech. Ugh. I guess it's not classed as comedy because comedy is definitely legal now. Yeah, apparently so. That was what Elon tweeted. Yeah. 
And then he started banning and then he people started banning doing people. the impersonation thing, which is <laughs> one of the oldest forms of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, it's great. It's oh boy. Uh, but you scroll through the Verge nowadays, and every other article or thing is related to Twitter. The most annoying thing is every time I go on Twitter at the moment, um, you keep getting Elon Musk tweets in your feed. I'm just getting Elon Musk tweets constantly. I literally told Twitter I want to see less of this. I, I don't want to outright block him because it's good to have a, especially when you're reporting on it like we do every other week. <laughs> every yeah, it's it's good to have a bit of an insight into what the hell's going on in that empty, empty skull of his. It's just full of money. No brains up there whatsoever. Um, but it's it's so bad. It's so annoying. What have you got? <laughs> yeah, uh... yeah. Oh, yeah. Reddit software community is laughing at Elon. That's no surprise. That's basically what half of Reddit does. The other, <laughs> yeah. the other half of Reddit goes along and sucks his <laughs> you're having way too much fun with that <laughs> yeah i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it <laughs> i need to get it bound to like a, a button or something so i don't have to keep clicking have but... to keep clicking it instead yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it's like the way that he's been going about firing staff of going around and being like how many codes how many lines of code did you write last year and it's like Okay, so the people who worked really hard on something that's really difficult and had a relatively simple solution get it canned um all because elon doesn't think they've worked hard enough and the entire accessibility department's gone as well so the department that bought you alt text on images and other accessibility features that we don't we don't tend to notice as as regularly able people they're all gone uh yeah twitter's a mess right now yeah, there's no other words for it, really. Dude. Twitter is a big, stinky, steaming pile of sh. <laughs> I mean, it always was, to be fair. Yeah. But still. I do have to wonder, actually. Worse. The hell site got more hellish, like I said earlier. I do have to wonder, actually. What does, uh, what does good old Jack think about this? Like, at Jack. Oh, never mind. I don't care about his opinion because um, his 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 bio literally says hashtag Bitcoin with the Bitcoin emoji. So actually, I don't care about his opinion <laughs> anymore. Um, He's gone. Shake my head. Shaketh my skull. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care yeah. about his opinion. All of a sudden. But yeah, Twitter is a mess. Stay away. Unless you cut, unless you're stuck there, in which case, uh, I'm there right alongside you, soldier. It's still terrible. All right, shall we move on? Yeah. Stop talking about. Stop giving Twitter free press. <laughs> <laughs> not like they need it. Yeah, not like they need it. This is you, Burridge. Get cracking. Oh, it's me. I don't yeah. know nothing. So. Pokemon. <laughs> I'm going to be reading this Verge article while no, you talk about Pokemon. No, no, I've got a perfectly funny video to show you, but I'm wondering whether it will break the overlay if I do. Give <laughs> it a crack. We'll see what happens. All right, I'm going to share. I'm going to share. So, Pokemon... 
what you should have done is you should have had your cameras running through OBS virtual cam I... and then done it that way. Doesn't seem to work that well on Mac. Ah, uh, yeah, well, that's no surprise. Yeah, Mac. that's no surprise. So Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have now come out, and you know, back in the day, Nintendo games they had the little gold icon. It was a gold standard of quality in a game. You knew you were getting a good quality, solid experience. It's on my Pilot Wings box. Now, with the latest Pokemon, not so much. <laughs> so the Nintendo Switch can run Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild quite comfortably. Sometimes 30 FPS, you know, it will fluctuate, but it will run no less than 30 FPS generally. So it's quite a smooth experience for what it is. Ooh. And it looks quite good. It doesn't look that bad. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, however, look like they've come from the Nintendo 64. And it Ooh, runs baby. like bleep. <laughs> it runs, runs like... Yes, that. <laughs> um, so, uh, there are several examples I could show you on Twitter, but this one I just see now just made me giggle. Right, okay. So here we go. Yep, overlay's knackered. <laughs> overlay's it's knackered. gone. Overlay's knackered. It's it's fine. It's fine. You're Burge and Tom now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's Yeah, I mean I I I don't even know like That's amazing. Can we get that as a loading screen? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That I love is, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, podcast viewers. Basically, just to basically put alt text in audio form, there is a cat sat stationary gliding on its <laughs> around the floor around a football. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's it's quite amusing. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop streaming and then uh, the overlay will fix itself. Man, uh, ah, we're back. We're here. But like, there there are others. There are many other glitches. I've seen a couple of them that have been very amusing. I'm hoping I liked some of them now, otherwise I'm going to... I didn't like any of them. What am I doing? Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, he's it... looking through Twitter again. Yeah, I, I have to, because some of these glitches are genuinely wonderful. Um, all I can really say is, if you want to see some glitches, just go search, like, Pokemon Scarlet Violet glitches and you'll you'll find a whole host of them there's one where uh if you've got a second player me and jess want to try this because they've not patched anything yet the game has not been patched um there is a glitch where you're the player who's with you if they jump on their pokemon bike thing whatever it is they Bike. <laughs> yeah they um nice. they become huge so like they're on tiny little okay. pokemon but they're like really stretch armstrongy <laughs> so I, I, I just and speaking of pokemon in the hey. corner there jess is opening yes. her copy there it There's is the pokemon for, for the uh oh, hey. for, for the podcast listeners there is pokemon violet that i bought jess it's a, her early christmas oh. present I'll have to get a copy for myself. Yeah, when I have we'll money. have to play together then. The three of us could just run around and mess around. But we'll the... do some Pokemon stream. Yeah. So the problem is, and I showed this off on my stream the other day, but it's really slow. 
The game is really slow. If you go to certain yeah. areas, it just lags the hell out. It is... It, and it shouldn't, because it looks like a Nintendo 64 game. The Switch is capable of running far nicer-looking games. Um, uh, it's probably just really poorly optimized. It's very poorly optimized. Um, and the bugs that are in it, it just... You know, just it falls below the standards of Nintendo from 1990, you know, onwards. Standard operating procedure. Obviously, you know, you always have a, you know, their consoles were always a 50-50, whether it was going to be good or not. But their games were generally always good, regardless of platform. Um, So it's sad that these games are really laggy, but I've not come across any game-breaking bugs yet. They've all just been... For me, I've only had the slowdowns. I've not had any funny glitches, although I've had one or two where I've, like, fallen through the floor a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Random things like that. Um, I'm hoping they patch it, because if they patch the game up, it would genuinely be one of the best mainline Pokemon games they've made in yeah. forever. Um. I'm enjoying it a lot more than Sword and Shield. <laughs> um, I, I quite like Sword and Shield. I I I I, I, I like have... the electric corgis. <laughs> yes. Um. I I'm I, uh, good old hamper 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 wamper wamper yamper yamper. I can't remember what it's called. I name I rename my Mandrew. So. Throw <laughs> <laughs> back to the Oxcast. Yeah. Uh, Speak, it's nearly jingle jangle. It is. It's nearly jingle jangle time. Um, Ten days till December. Holy smokes! Yeah, that's... <laughs> you need to get a Christmas <laughs> no, tree for the background. I save. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's sad that they're really laggy at the moment and buggy. But I'm hoping that if they fix it up, it'll be uh, just a much better experience overall. Yeah, it's a good game though. Like it's one of the better games they've made in terms of mechanics they've added. Yeah, um, it's just sad that it's all buggy mess at the moment. So hopefully they'll fix it up and it'll just be a better yeah. game then. You know what? Speaking of things that are terrible, Rust on uh -huh. a on a tangent here. On the on the staging branch at the moment, I don't know if it's in main yet, but they're adding the ability to build like certain levels of building to hot air balloons, so you can actually build like a flying castle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to, like, once I've got some money, I kind of want to get us set up a private server so we could do, just like, so streams we can or videos or something. Just just mess around with stuff, yeah. Yeah, do, like, some RP-style stuff in Rust. Oh, I'd love to do Rust RP. I'd love to do that. We, we'll, we'll look at maybe setting something up. That could yeah, be fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into that, but yeah. Yeah, I saw it come up on the Rust subreddit, and I, subreddit and I was like, oh my goodness, really? <laughs> oh, can you build on trains on there yet? I'm just going to have a quick look through the change log. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Because we last played it like six months ago. We, we played trains. it when they added the trains because we, we built the stupidly biggest train <laughs> that we I could. I wanted to make Snowpiercer a thousand and one cars long. <laughs> <laughs> we got, do we go out to like 30 something? Yeah, yeah, we had a ridiculous amount of... Um... We had like five engines set yeah. to medium power yeah. at all times. Just to just push to it. it yeah, yeah. That was good though. Oh, it was good fun. Yeah, no, we'll have to get um, a private server set up and then um, do some Rust RP stuff. That could be fun. Yeah. Like, like it, it'd almost be like a public version of our SMP for Minecraft, but like... Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Community update. Charitable Rust. What? Charitable Rust. Charitable Rust. Rust is doing charity things. 
Good rust. Prototype 17. Oh, there's like a new gun, I think. Oh, there's a new train car by the looks. A new train car? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's called it's called a caboose and it's got a casino inside it. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh my god, oh. the moving casino. I love the RP it. things you could do with that is kind of epic. <laughs> Hold on. Charitable Rust connect accounts with Twitch. Rust's Rust's nine years old this month. Oh my uh, next god. Month. December eleventh. Rust is going to be nine. Yikes. That is incredible. I've been playing Rust nearly that long as well. I think I've got oh, screenshots from Rust early 2014. Six, still seven years? I've, I've got screenshots on my Steam account from early 2014, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, When it was basically a zombie survival game. Was how it started, yeah. almost. Oh, there's... Uh, there's newer UI improvements for the furnace as well. Ooh. I like some UI improvements. So it's now got like a separate like inventory block for fuel stuff to smelt and then the output. So you don't have to manage it quite as bad as you used to. <laughs> okay, it looks like there's some good stuff. We're going to have to play we some Rust. We're going to have to do some point. Rust then. That's fine. Might stream okay. some on some public servers and then look at getting uh yeah, get private private one. server back. Just so we can one mess that around we don't with invite stuff. the tryhards to. Oh yeah, no. No, one where we, you know, actually mess around with stuff and just Make yeah. it more RP heavy rather than oh you gotta raid people. Make it yeah. RP based. That'd be fun. Oh, the train yard is linked up to the rail network now as well. Like the actual train yard Ooh. monument. And you can drive the train in there. Nice. Also there's new locomotives. <gasps> They've got proper American style locos. <laughs> That's I'm gonna have to go play Rust after we do this. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go for a nap, but I'm gonna go play Rust instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't even on the topic list today. No, it was just because Burrage mentioned something broken, and I got reminded of, of flying, of flying houses, houses. On staging branch on Rust, <laughs> and I was like, "That's amazing." So, so Tom's off to play staging branch Rust after this. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go play regular Rust. I want to play with the new trains, um... the new new trains. Um, oh, I might just run a server on my machine actually and test. <laughs> Been a while since I've done that. I'll have to get this um... downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> I'll download it while I'm playing Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh speaking of things that are broken again. <laughs> yeah. Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster severely broke at the pre-sale launch of tickets for Taylor Swift's um whatever her tour is called, the Era Tour. The Era's Tour. I wrote more songs about an ex-boyfriend tour. I'm not going to lie, though. Antihero slaps from the new album. So, I'm not going to hear none of that, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's all she writes about, but still. <laughs> Don't you dare go after Queen Taylor. Oh, I will. <laughs> no. It's terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, there were three and a half million people signed up for the genuine fans pre-sale. Uh, <laughs> The drama. Let me spill the tea. Um, basically, there's obviously only a limited number of tickets available for each event. And pre-sales, one of the few ways you can secure a good price ticket before going in. Well, it's unknown exactly how many people. Uh, they believe it's around the three and a half million people mark that, that were registered for the verified fan program. 
<laughs> and roughly 15% of people that were attempting to buy tickets kept getting error screens. Uh, and they, they cast it as historically unprecedented demand. They, they could learn from Glastonbury here, because, yeah, Glastonbury doesn't have three and a half million people trying to buy tickets every year. But, damn, it's like, I've never known the Glastonbury website to crash from demand. I know that they normally sell out of tickets within 20 minutes of opening sales. <laughs> yeah, I think their record was like five minutes Oof. once for like 100,000 tickets. Oh, uh, yeah, a true. Of quid a, pop. a lot of tickets, don't they? Yeah. It's nuts. Imagine willingly going to Glastonbury. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Ugh. It's just wrong. It's <laughs> too close to... Well, it's, it's next door to street. Ticketmaster is the worst ticket website, honestly. All tea, no shade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Ticketmaster is... Actually, uh, because of what has happened with the Taylor Swift thing, uh, AOS, uh, Alexandra... Uh, Alexandra... Uh, Ocasio-Cortez has tweeted that Ticketmaster is a monopoly and needs to be broken up, so <laughs> it's getting attention from uh, politicians over in America. But yeah, um, <clears throat> Ticketmaster also said that it was cancelling the planned public ticket sale as it had sold all the tickets it had <laughs> available <laughs> to the pre-sale fans. Um, it's spicy. Surely if they only had 3,000 tickets available for the pre-sale, how have they oversold? Oh, they had... I, don't know. I don't know whether they had like a certain amount allocated for pre-sale or whether they just put all of the available tickets up for pre-sale. In which right. case, that's kind of a stupid thing, but then I guess if you really do want to go see Tay-Tay, you sign up for the Superfan program. But <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Department of Justice has opened an antitrust investigation yep. into Live Nation. Yeah, that's good fun. Yeah, their merger that, with Live Nation is uh, getting looked at. Uh, after they bungled the, but the funny thing is, if they didn't bungle the pre-sale, they would have continued being a monopoly, and no one would have given them. Yeah, literally. It's it's because of Queen Taylor that this is being fixed. <laughs> I'm not simping, I promise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> okay. I'll leave you I'll leave you to simp away. Leave me alone. Let's go talk about something a bit more positive. And just cool. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cool. So let's throw back to 2016, was it? Earlier than that, I wanna say. When was the Google Glass announced? Oh, uh, I have a feeling this thing that they've announced here is what Glass was supposed to be. 2015. 2015. I was close. One year out. Throw back to 2015 when the big thing was Google Glass, a nice augmented reality headset that gives you a heads-up display over your right eye and allows you to see the world in augmented reality. Well, what Google have announced as a new feature for Google Maps launching this coming week. Oh, correction. 20, yeah. 2012 it was originally announced. 2012? Yeah, sorry. Uh, in Damn. April, in, uh, in, The product was publicly announced in April 2012 with a prototype of the glass to an April 20... 
April 5th, 2012 Foundation something something event. Birds. Uh, and then they killed it Things. in 2019. Uh, it's still a product. You just can't buy it as a consumer. Oh, right. Okay. Or is that... Uh, yeah. It's like HoloLens. It's more industry now. They look ridiculous. Actually, Google might have cancelled it. <laughs> Google, yeah, but um, so Google Maps has announced a new live view augmented reality feature for London, New York City, Los Angeles, and a few other cities. Thanks, The Verge, for narrowing it down. <laughs> Basically, it will allow you to use your phone's camera and GPS system to locate um, landmarks around you, things like ATMs, coffee shops, etc., so you could stand in the middle of Oxford Street and swing your phone around and find something useful. Ooh. Find something that's not just um, shops selling tourist tat and bloody um, <laughs> luggage and everything. You know? <clears throat> so, uh... so apparently all you have to do if you're in a city where uh, live view is available, you just tap the camera button and the Google Map on the Google Maps search bar and point your phone's camera at the building and places nearby and dots will pop up telling you what it is. Oh, so it's basically like the dots that already exist on Google Maps. For yeah. Like there's a cafe here, there's an ATM here. Yeah. But it'll do that when you're looking at a building. That's pretty cool, actually. That, that, I like that. that that's a helpful way of like navigating. It really is. Because instead like, of looking you know, down, you could have your phone like in front of you following it along and then yeah. you like go, oh, that's something there. I don't have any problem navigating from a map, but no, I know that a lot of people I. who are na- I, I know a lot of people who are navigationally challenged. Um, <laughs> and this could be very useful for them. Yeah. It's rolling out to Android and iOS um apparently on the coming Monday. Well as in tomorrow Ooh. or uh, as in tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. At least that's the planned release date. That could be US only. It's not specified For in the article. podcast listeners, if you're listening to the day of intended release, today. Uh, today. <laughs> November yeah. the 21st, for those yeah. not listening on launch day. There's also new features, which I've just found, which is incredible. Okay, thanks, tablet. It's just crashed my Chrome. <laughs> Chrome, <laughs> come back. There we go. A new update to Google Maps. So... They added a feature on navigation where you can choose your vehicle's fuel type and it will navigate you via the most fuel-efficient route for you. Ooh. Oh, that's yeah. why I've been seeing the little leaf Yeah, like 18% more at... economical. Yeah. Make sure it's set for your right fuel type. Because, like, big, wide, fast roads are better for diesels, but not petrols yeah. and such and such. But they're adding a new feature where you can search for electric vehicle charging stations and filter by fast charge, which helps you find charging stations that provide 50 kilowatts of power, which, strangely enough, I'm looking at getting an electric van at some point, and that will be very helpful. (laughs) I mean, I still use the Zap uh, charge, or whatever it's called, app to find them at the moment, because I need to scout out how viable it is. Burridge does have a beard, yeah. Um, oh my god, Porridge has a beard. I do indeed. Yeah, I do does. indeed. Um, yeah, and Google is also making 
an accessible places feature, which let you, lets you see if a destination on maps is wheelchair accessible. Available globe, uh, it'll be available globally, and it first launched in 2020 in Australia, Japan, the UK, and the US. So now everywhere else in the world will be able to accept disabled people. There you go. Yeah, that's what Burge looks like. What it's I terrible. Like. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can improve this. I just need to find an image and put it over his face. <laughs> <laughs> How rude. How very rude. And there's new features coming to search too. The Google will uh, allow you to search for an exact meal and see what restaurants serve it near you. And this feature will be available on mobile uh, in the Android and iOS Google apps. So not Chrome, Google specifically. Because they are two separate apps, despite the fact they behave exactly the same, basically. <laughs> beard. <laughs> yeah, there's a thing going on. Chat is losing their minds over my beard. And yep, that's about it for Google today. Which I believe brings us on to the final topic. Ooh. Which is... Uh... What is our oh, yeah, FTX collapsing. Ah, yes. <laughs> the major cryptocurrency pla um, exchange platform, FTX, has gone and committed die. It has no money left. It is gone, son. Never to be seen again. It was the second largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world after Bin Binance. Binance? <laughs> yeah. Um... And it went from nearly $16 billion to zero oh, within days. Oof, oof. That's not... that, no, that, that was the fortune of the founder, Sam Bankman Fried. Fried? Fred? Uh, he got... Fred. Name's <laughs> Fred. Well, it's spelt fried, but I don't think his actual surname should be fried. Because fried is what you do to a breakfast. <laughs> watch Tom's Tavern episode 1 Tom's Tavern episode 1 available on YouTube and all good podcast sources um, yeah his personal fortune went from 16 billion dollars to nearly zero uh, as his crypto empire filed for bankruptcy on the 11th of November um, I do know he's in trouble for uh, what is it what's it called money laundering when you put your, when you put your cash in the washing machine uh, so yeah it's all gone wrong despite the fact that FTX wasn't a singular entity it was sort of an amalgamation of over a hundred different companies that basically traded different currencies and all that nonsense uh, it is gone <clears throat> it, I mean, it is gone I mean I, but I, it's still there but it's not there I mean we do put cats in the washer. How are we supposed to clean our cats and our cash? <laughs> I mean, you know, I have no sympathy for the crypto bros. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, it's the only concerning thing is if your bank had like a load of yeah, crypto assets. Yeah, if your bank had a load of crypto assets, that's bad, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I have no, I have, just don't have sympathy for crypto bros. I have pff, no interest in crypto. I don't. The amount of scamming that goes on through it. Okay. Actually, okay, so looking at the why did it collapse section of this article, oh. um, it's literally because of effectively a scam. Yeah. Why it collapsed. Whoa! So, uh, FTX 
I had a token called FTT, which is effectively a share in the overall company. And the company issued that token itself and promised to buy it back using a portion of its profits. So basically the equivalent of a bond, mm -hmm. if anyone understands what those are, because I don't. In the finance world is scary. Yes, very scary. <laughs> scary, hairy, and very, very Larry. Um, <laughs> but according to documents leaked, um, suggested that Almeida, which is the hedge fund that the FT, FTX group ran, uh, was using FTT to make very risky loans. So, yeah, it's, it's not... No, it wouldn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yep, yeah, so it all went wrong because of sketchy stuff. It's, oh, yeah, so this revelation came out that FTX were making these very, very sketchy loans using their own token. And uh, Binance, which was the other company, the, the largest one, held a bunch of it. And then they announced they were going to sell it all because it was sketchy. Uh, and yeah, that created what's called a run, which is where, say, Lloyds Bank said, right, we're going to sell all of our shares in Group PSA because they've done something sketchy. That'll mean that a lot of people who hold shares in Group PSA will see that stock as weak now and want to sell now while it's still worth something rather than waiting and selling it when it's not worth anything. I have no so, ears. So, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have any ears. Because no he wears over ears. I wear idiots. I have ears. There they are. There's one. No, they're not. Stop lying, yes, Burridge. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so a bankruptcy specialist has said that never in his career has he seen such a complete failure of corporate controls <laughs> in regards to FTX. So, <laughs> yeah, FTX is, like, gone. Some people will get their money back, some people won't. I do feel sorry for anyone that was stupid enough to fall for the scam and have their funds tied up in this nightmarish hellhole of a company, its organizational structure. Uh, and this is why you don't do pyramid schemes, kids. Exactly that. In interesting there. Like, as... There's probably going to be a point where the bubble bursts and crypto loses its value, like the dot-com burst of 2000 and whenever, 2006? No, earlier than that, 2002, wasn't it? Oh, God. Uh... Hey, Siri. When did the dot-com bubble burst? Here's what I found from wikipedia.org. 2000. 2000. Yeah. Here's Siri. Yeah, that's me. Uh, Got to keep it professional. <laughs> Got to keep things on topic, not talk about Burridge's ears. Um, but yeah, so it is... It's all gone. It's gone. But there's going to be a point where the crypto bubble is going to pop and more and more companies are just going to disappear like it. Yeah. There's already been some cases. There was a famous case of a company whose CEO was the only one who had access to the 300-odd million dollar Bitcoin account. Oof. And he mysteriously died. Uh, totally legit. Yes, definitely died. There's that bloke who threw away a memory stick that was his cold storage wallet. 
with something like eighty million pounds worth of Bitcoin, and he keeps trying to get planning permission to dig up the uh, rubbish tip where it's likely to be. <laughs> he can't finance it because all of his bitcoins on that USB. So, uh, uh, so a little story. Uh, so when Bitcoin first like became a thing, like literally very first. When Bitcoin was born, when as a young Bitcoin boy. was born, because what? Oh, it's gone down a hell of a lot. A hundred percent, it dropped in the last day. Do you mean a hundred pounds? Uh, sorry, hundred pounds. Yeah, I read There's the wrong thing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can read. I swear. Um, yeah. So, like, birds aren't real. I can't remember what year it was, but I got a wallet, and I had like. When it was really cheap, like I'm talking, like you could yeah. get like a Bitcoin for twenty quid. Um, I had a Bitcoin on a hard drive a somewhere, singular a singular Bitcoin. And when Bitcoin got to like what was it, thirty, forty thousand, yeah, per one, I was a bit sad because that hard drive's long gone and dead. <laughs> I had 80 whole Dogecoin and they disappeared into the blockchain and never re-emerged. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know where they are. I have like a few nano lying around, or like a few bits of nano, but I don't have anything worth anything and I really can't be bothered with oh. keeping up with it. I I've got investments in stocks, very limited investments, albeit, but you know, I might start investing some more at some point, but I'm not sure I could be bothered to play the stock market. <laughs> I know I know you can make big money, but I don't have the time or energy. It, it's the time, energy, money required yeah. to do it. I just put it in like a medium interest savings account instead. Yeah. I'd rather get a guaranteed 2.1 from Chase than a potential 20 from the stock market, yeah. but also very easily the potential for negative 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, thank you. Stocks. They go up, they go down. How do they work? No one well, I really mean, knows. Sort of rounding off the 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 this uh, this episode. Um, Twitter when they were having so like last week or the week before when they bought in Twitter Blue with the verified badges and then people oh, were pretending ah, to ah, be ah. companies saying oh, really bad things and then Eli that company's stock just tanked. Well, it wasn't bad things in the case of Eli Lilly, was it? Because it was, we're going to make insulin free now, which would genuinely be a good thing. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. In some cases, they yeah. They got 16 billion wiped Hooked off, off their market, market cap. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was, it was an amazing moment. <laughs> what what company history. was that and again? Eli Lilly. Their actual handles at Lillypad. Right. At least in theory, but there's so many like fake accounts out there now. Interesting. Like Interesting. Uh, in the last day, they've just not changed at all. That they, they, they flat. The markets are closed. Oh, of course it's weekend, isn't it? Yeah, it's Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but even way, on. they've completely flatlined for the last week. They've not changed at all. They could have had trading suspended on there. <laughs> Do you reckon they traded? They had it suspended because of what was going on. No, I've got um. This week they've they, yeah they had a massive dip. <laughs> there it is. I've got my trading two one two up, so uh, I I have it installed from the good old GameStop days. Ah uh, yes. 
uh, I made a hundred and fifty pounds on my GameStop stocks, and then I dropped my phone and had to replace the screen, and it was exactly the amount <laughs> I got out of my bloody trades. Tom Ridge coin. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll I'll scam you guys for a few million. Why not? Yeah. Tom Ridge coin. Let's go. I think you're massively overestimating how rich our fans are, Birch. Why do I look at my my shares portfolio? It's always depressing. (laughs) I've invested in a firm that's out there trying to grow meat in a lab because, you know, it's better for the planet. And all they've done since I bought in is lose money. (laughs) It's just like, my bloody Rocket Lab shares are down by 50% as well. It's just, can't even invest in rockets nowadays. Shake my goddamn head. (laughs) But, Anyway, any more for any more? No, I think we've covered all our topics for this week. Okay, all right. Fine then. And with that, that is us all done for this episode of Burridge and Tom rambling on. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can subscribe to Burridge and Tom over on YouTube or follow our podcast on your favourite podcast source. If you really like what you heard, then you can support us over on our forums. If you want to get involved with the community, you can join our Discord or tweet us on Twitter for as long as that's still alive. The links to all these are more available over at Burridge and Tom burridgeandtom.com and as always I have been Tom and I have been Burridge thank you so much for listening we'll be back next time with more nonsense goodbye